Hello and welcome to The Graveyard Shift, the weekly horror podcast where we take a listener-suggested movie and break it down into the good, the bad, and anything else we find fun and or relevant. My name is Mike and I never work The Graveyard Shift alone. Please say hi to the guy who suggested this week's movie on the grounds of it being tame when on some levels it's kind of scarier than half the movies we've actually covered, Rich. (laughs) Greetings, Mike. Are you ready to be scared, stupid? (laughs) How's it going, buddy? Uh, yes, uh... Pretty good, and that was Rich's allusion to this week's movie. So without further ado, today's episode is The Original Split, because we (laughs) watched Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, I get it. Oh boy, so a brief rundown of this movie. Directed by John Cherry, produced by Stacey Williams, Martin Ehrlichman, Coke Sams, the co-producer, because there's a guy named Coke Hmm. in this movie. As if that, you know, that should explain a lot of the direction of this movie. But screenplay by Charlie Gale and Cokehead Sams. Story by John Cherry and Coke Sams. Starring Jim Varney as Ernest P. Worrell. Eartha Kitt as Frances Old Lady Hackmore. Austin Nagler as Kenny Binder. Shay Astar as Elizabeth. Alec Clapper as Joey. John Cadenhead as Tom Tulip. Bill Burge as Bobby Tulip. Richard Wolfe as Matt Murdock, not that Matt Murdock, sadly. <laughs> Nick Victory as Mike Murdock. Jonas Moscatalo as Trantor. Ernie Faselius as the voice of Trantor. Daniel Butler as Sheriff Cliff Binder. Esther Houston as Amanda Binder. Larry Black as Mayor Murdock. Denise Hicks as Elizabeth's mother, Jackie Welsh as a teacher, and Barkley as Rimshot. With music by Bruce Arnston, Kirby Shellstead, cinematography by Hanya Bear, edited by Craig Bassett, and special effects by the Chiodo brothers, who brought us killer clowns from outer space. So, at least in that regard, we've got some fine pedigree for special yeah, effects. That's actually pretty cool. Or at least prosthetic. I had no yeah, idea. Prosthetic effects. And this was released on October 11th, 1991, with a runtime of 91 minutes. It had a budget of $9.6 million and a box office return of $14.1 million. So it seems like a modest success. However, it only has a Rotten Tomato score of 17%. Well, that's because uh, millennials um, like me and you probably aren't really voting on it, even though no. we all love it, right? The interesting thing... Um, that I find about... I'm Generation X. No, 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 you're not. Like, fuck off. Anyway, uh, the interesting thing about this specific movie in when you look at the uh, budget and box office return, when you look at the four major releases, uh, so there were five theatrically released films in total, four through Disney or a Disney subsidiary or whatever, right? Um, and this is the third one. And obviously it had, uh, you know, the, as they, the series went on, it had diminishing returns. Um, the first one did extremely well. And then this is almost the last time, uh, one of the last times that he was with Disney. Because after this, they just went off and did their own thing. Because Disney was like, well, you're not that popular anymore as an earnest character. So we're going to, you know, 
get rid of you and, uh, you know, we'll keep you around for some voice work, but we're back to making good cartoons. So we're just going to stick with that. Yeah. We we don't need, we don't need you anymore. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he, after this, he went on to do, uh, I think it was four more movies or five more movies. Um, and, uh, but those were all independently done sort of thing. Uh, like not with uh, a major company. So, uh, it's rather interesting that this is kind of on the downfall of Ernest when it comes to the mainstream, um, you know, appeal and his, uh, I guess, zeitgeist or whatever, or like his part in yeah, pop well, culture at he, the time. He, he went the way of Dorf. Well, I mean, like for a time, um, because he started with commercials, right? So in the, uh, I think it was like 82 or 83 or something like that. Um, I'm probably wrong, but he started doing commercials, regional commercials all across the country for all sorts of products. Like you can find him doing commercials for Mountain Dew, Mellow Yellow, Sprite, Coke, like Bill and Ted's, uh, you know, Ford dealership used cars and like all sorts of crazy things. And he just did, he did it all. And it was crazy because everybody loved his character and the way that they filmed it so much that he went viral across the entire country, and he did an appearance one year at, uh, what was it, the Indy 500. And it just happened to be um, down in Florida, I guess, and Mickey was also a guest star at that Indy 500, and Ernest P. Worrell got a bigger ovation than Mickey Mouse. And uh, I think it was Bob Iger was there, um, yeah, I think it was Bob Iger, was there but like a disney ceo was there and was like uh what the fuck nobody we must absorb yeah this. nobody beats mickey without us making money off of it so we need to buy this fucker so they did and three movies later <laughs> we got scared stupid oh man i i think my best jim varney was n- not earnest but when he was the carney and on the simpsons oh yeah 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 that's true. Forgot about that, actually. The, the guy did, I mean, for all the the problems that there are with Ernest, and I don't mean like, you know, like, like Me Too problems as far as I know, but just, you know, trying to view Ernest nowadays and be like, we, we enjoyed this shit. I mean, the guy did have a funny face. He... He was good at voices. He was good at moving yeah. his mouth. He was a great the guy physical did, comedic actor. Amazing physical comedic. Yes. Actor. Good voice too. Yep. So the but man it, definitely had talent and potential. It, the direction he was given was very simple and what they what they said was child friendly. But clearly, you know, children children later on didn't pick up on the Ernest fellow, like yeah. it was basically children in the eighties picked up on Ernest. And as they grew up children in the nineties was just like, who the fuck, what the fuck is this guy? Well, what's this guy's damage? Except when he did, uh, what was it? Beverly Hillbillies, right? He did the remake and he, uh, he became a mainstream star in a way through that too. Right. And people were like, holy crap, it's the Ernest guy. And he's not Ernest. <laughs> in as much as the Beverly Hillbillies became a mainstream. Well, hit. I mean, I don't know. Like it was, I remember when that movie came out, I was super excited as a kid. Wasn't Diedrich Bader Jed? I mean, or uh, Jeff or like, uh, like the, the, the kid. I don't know. Who. Like, like the, uh, Diedrich Bader. He was in Napoleon Dynamite as, uh, the, uh, the guy who ran the dojo. And he was also the voice of uh, Batman on the uh, Harley Quinn series. 
He was on the Drew Carey show. Oh, yeah, 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 Rick yeah. Bader, you, yep. you know him from Office Space. Yeah, okay. Two chicks, same time, man. I'm with you now. You, I just, I'm not good with celebrity names if they're not like A-list celebrities. Like, if they're not in a Disney film, I don't know their name, basically. <laughs> and by that, I mean, like, terrible. you know, the Disney umbrella. Well, wasn't the Beverly Hillbillies part of the Disney umbrella? I don't know. I do not know. If not, if not then it's probably because no one cares about the Beverly Hillbillies. Hmm. So... Yeah, I uh, I mean, I was part of the people that grew up on Ernest. I mean, I think I even tried watching that show, uh, Hey Vern, It's Ernest. I, I actually want to see that. I have never seen it before, so I would be interested to uh, to see an episode or two. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere or something. Everything's on it, YouTube. It, it was his uh, attempt to be Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. But without, well, he know, will, the, the, I uh, mean, he, without the social disgrace. He gave Pee Wee Herman a run for his money for a while, right? Like Because he was right in that same space. Uh, except yeah, Pee-wee had the TV lockdown. Vern had the Ernest had the movies. Yes, that's yes, exactly. Well, I mean, Pee-wee did have those a uh, couple, especially his first movie, right, with Steven Spielberg. Um, yeah, but she, he only had two movies. Ernest had the volume of movies backing him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Plus, like so many commercials. I mean, how many commercials did Pee-wee do? Uh, that's a good point. I don't think he's done any. Well, this is a horror podcast, so let's talk about the horror stuff. This is Ernest Scared Stupid. The uh, basic plot of the movie is that Ernest fulfills a uh, family prophecy and releases a demonic troll to cause havoc and chaos throughout the the town of, I don't know, Podoc Bumpkin or whatever it's called. The city. Is there a name for the city? Mm, I don't know. I didn't pay attention to that. There's so many other things that needed yeah, my so, attention. So it's Halloween and Ernest, but Ernest pulls an Ernest and releases a scary monster. And uh, it qualifies enough to be on this show. Yeah, it's probably not the first kid friendly show episode we've done, but this is, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is kid friendly considering. You know, I don't know if kids are going to get Ernest or not, hmm. but we're going to talk about the goods and we always start with me and I'm surprised that this has a, it, this movie begins with a hip hop beat for an Ernest movie. And this song just fucking slaps the lighting effects that bathe everything yeah. in a sickly green is great. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the music, the stock footage of old B movies is great. You know, the worst part of this is Ernest himself making all these fucking stupid faces. But the rest of it is great. I mean, it's just spooky stuff. You got shrieks, lightning strikes, spooky fonts like dripping blood, and others look like tattered and decrepit floorboards in a haunted house. And the colors they use are red, orange, green. It's all well done, and it's varied. This is a very active opening credit scene. Yeah, for sure. And I loved it. I'm impressed. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the better um, introductory scenes for any uh, like live action comedic film for children that I can remember seeing. Really fun. Very fun. Yeah. Even as an I'm adult. I'm glad when it... <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just glad when it started with a hip hop beat that it didn't have earnest rapping. Yes, that is true. They'll save that for <laughs> that you know, later. That would have knocked this off the good and onto a different list. Yeah. Ernest. Ernest goes to Compton. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a horror movie. Fuck. I, I would have loved to see that movie. <laughs> yeah. Ernest goes to the hood. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Ernest goes <laughs> to the hood. And then you get a couple cameos by like Snoop Dogg and, you know, NWA from the early 90s and stuff like that. Right. Like you get some of those guys in there. Oh. That would be so. Especially, oh, especially being a country boy flying the Confederate flag on on, on like on like his car door. He's just like, "Hey there, fellas! Any of you boys looking to help out a good old boy looking to get some directions around here?" <laughs> <laughs> they ju- they just look at each other like, "Do you want to shiv him or should I?" That would be great. <laughs> then you see Ernest like in lockup, like with a do rag, and that's how we got to Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> oh yeah, they already did something like that. So, uh, what's your first good? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, like, definitely the intro to the movie, especially those 50s uh, scenes. That was really cool, like I said. Um, the fact that uh, Ernest actually plays another role right in the beginning, didn't he even notice, at uh, like, when I was a kid? Because he plays the the old version of himself, obviously, like his ancestor. Now that I'm older and I, I can see it, it makes sense. But it, I didn't even notice it as a kid. Um, and he does that role actually very seriously. I found that's my like, second good. Yeah, like it's to, great to see Varney portray a, a world of adequate intelligence, even for a minute. Well, and not just that, but like stature and respectability, the way he held himself, like just the, um, like he was more like a character than a caricature. You know what I mean? Because a lot of Ernest P. Worrell's characters that he switches between are caricatures um, like himself. But this was more like an actual character, a person, a real person. And it was, yeah, uh, like, yeah definitely my second. Yeah, like day. either aspects of his family life or his, his, look, his culture, like when he does like a basically like John Wayne or a colonial prospector or, a, you know, like a British expeditioner. Like it's all just like stuff he's seen in movies, and he's just like, "Oh yes, we're we're gonna we're in a bomby spot. We're gonna go take that hill." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so this was the first time he was actually somebody of adequate intelligence, proving that you know he can act. Well, I mean, that being said, we haven't watched the other ones recently, so maybe there's something to discover there. Maybe because I, I know for Ernest goes to school, he played the um like antithesis to himself and he played a very snobby uh nerd version of Ernest P. Worrell who would just like speak so, in really big words all the time and had glasses on and would talk down to people. He was kind of an aristocrat, <laughs> blue blood. Um so yeah, I mean like you never know. Wow, highfalutin Worrell. Mm-hmm. I, I love that uh, the curse of the troll explains that Phineas Worrell's descendants would get progressively dumber mm-hmm. to explain everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, this just explains why Ernest is the way he is. That, you know, it's not inbreeding. It's not like he received, like, concussive traumas mm-hmm. as a child. Yeah. It's just a simple matter of... A curse. You know, it, yeah, it's a curse. Yeah. And... 
Uh, spoiler alert at the end, he destroys the troll. We're, we'll get into that how later. But he does destroy the troll. So this leads to question. Will his son get progressively smarter? Or will his son have all the accumulated intelligence now that the curse oh, has been lifted? Yeah. Will his son have all the accumulated intelligence that's been lost? But who's he going to have now, a son and, with? There's, I've never seen a love character in a uh, or a love interest in one of the Warhol movies other than his dog. Unless he's going to well, have like a minotaur. they're doing great things with genetics. <laughs> a minotaur. Uh, and it's a Jack Russell Terrier, so it would be like a minotaur. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, so my next one that I have here is, uh, uh, so in the scene where he's getting, um, crushed by his own invention, uh, or, uh, subsequently I should say crushed by the garbage truck after his own invention backfires on him. Um, I love the fact that even when faced with certain death, he has to be immortal because he suffered fatal injuries. Oh yeah, yeah. we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. But that's not the good. I mean, that was funny, but the, my favorite part was that even when faced with certain death, uh, he still had time to have a split personality conversation with a doll that somebody had thrown out that he was trying to use to, like, throw in the gears or something. He'd be like, oh, no, don't throw me in those gears. I'm sorry, you gotta go. I don't want to die. Oh, no, don't do that to me. And he's, like, literally about to die, and he has the the time to do this, you know, and he's having a conversation with himself. Yeah. It's not bad enough to put in a bat, but I have to raise the question. The gears of a truck would not be exposed. Yeah. Because debris and shit would fall into them. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's, for me, that was just really fun. So, that, w- that was a good. Although, if you do dive into it more, then yeah, yeah, you're right. It is kind of, like, dumb. It was like a nice uh, Star Wars situation where he's like trying to get uh, mm-hmm. Rimshot. Yeah. Because the dog's name is Rimshot, which is fucking great for a dog. Yeah. And he's trying to get Rimshot to uh, open up the hatches and like, you know, shut down the trash compactor on the on the detention level. And the, you know what? Rimshot is freaking smart, man, though. Like that dog has driven his car. a few. I think it driv- drove his truck or car a couple of times in this movie alone. So we see the dog like driving the truck down a down a dirt road while Ernest is fighting the troll. So this dog is a getaway driver. Yeah, exactly. You know, given that he cannot reach the pedals, I I would really like to know how the fuck he does that. <laughs> I mean, like, does Ernest does he have like a side does he have a sidekick that joins him on his escapades, but he's always below camera working the pedals? Hmm? You know, there's rim shot and then his buddy drum roll. Okay, so what's your next good? I just went. It's yours. Okay, so my next good is uh, Eartha Kitt shows up looking like a Ghostbuster, Hmm. which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, And Eric left a little story for me to relay on his behalf. Oh, yeah. He showed this movie to his daughter when uh, she was seven. She had never seen it before. And when Eartha Kitt jumped out at Ernest, dressed up in her crazy Doc Brown hair, he says, my daughter looked at me and asks, Daddy, is that the troll? (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I would have thought she would have, like, run screaming or something. Because, like, it kind of freaked me out. Like, I remember as a kid, like, that lady kind of freaked me out. Like, I I was almost more scared of her than the troll, except for all that slime. (laughs) 
they didn't have any slime, I would have hugged the troll. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that troll definitely needed a tissue. And so speaking of which, my next good is the practical effects on the trolls in general. I actually just had written down the troll, but um, I, I, uh, I had written that down early on uh, during the film and uh, hadn't gotten to the point where we see his offspring come, which I love the designs of the little children trolls. Like, or the new trolls that pop up. Like, they are hilarious. A few of them were the killer clowns. Like, they were just the same masks repurposed. Really? They just put slime on them and that's it or something? Or Yeah, they just painted them green and there you go. Really? Wow, I would love to I, see... I pointed them out, like... Well, you need to you need to get some screen caps and do a split screen with them and, and then send it to me. Because that's really cool, like I, before and after or something. That'd be really cool. Pretty sure I did in yeah, yeah, group yeah. chat. You would have probably like sent like 18 different pictures. I just mean like one picture with the two masks side by side. That's it. Anyway. Pretty sure I'm that was check included that out. in them. That Got is it. really, really cool. The The people who did this, uh, I need to obviously watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's on that sci-fi uh, drive-in movie theater pack you downloaded for me. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> If hey, really if not, stuff. then I, I have the movie, so I can get it to you either way. It is worth watching. And but the, like the fat clown and the Stan Laurel clown the, were uh, the ones that were reused. The mucus that they did specifically for the troll, all of the mucus and oh, the slime and everything was so amazing. Tr- the troll looks fucking disgusting and I love it. Like they yeah. nailed yeah. it. And then when he becomes like a super troll and he has all of those like weird little dangly finger penis thingies on his head. He's and, like super shredder. Oh my gosh. It's hilarious. And, and you can tell that they told the actor that he needs to shake his head a lot to keep them wiggling. You know what I mean? <laughs> because like I noticed just the way that he's moving or, or she, we don't know. Um, the way that the troll actor is moving is specifically to keep those things wriggling around. You can really tell if you watch them closely. It's hilarious. What's your next good? Uh, well, to expand on yours, uh, all the props are good. Especially, I, I commented on the uh, when they did the uh, they turned some of the kids into wooden dolls because that's part of the magic. Mm-hmm. And when the Bucktooth kid gets turned into a doll. He looks like Freddie Mercury. He's just missing a mic stand. Bucktooth kid. There's a Bucktooth kid that gets in? I don't remember the that The first one. kid that gets turned into a doll. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when he turns the into nerd. Freddie Mercury, yeah, he's like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just he ends up... Bucktooth. Huh. Interesting. I mean, he's in the South. You know they're going to have a Bucktooth person. Yeah, but he was a nerd. Yeah, well, he's also Bucktooth, okay? He was basically me, but with a drawl. I don't know. Anyway, um, okay, so my next good is uh, the dialogue does have moments of brilliance, like when Ernest is talking about making a, a tree fort for the kids, making it an impregnate fortress with nuclear beams. <laughs> so every now and then, they're, like his, his verbal gaffes and malapropisms did, uh, did elicit an actual chuckle from me. Some of the dialogue was actually pretty funny and good. I mean, Ernest, Ernest himself is a good for the most when he's, you know, like 
he's got goods and he's got bads. Mm-hmm. Like the costumes he had for his split personalities, like when he was the Ottoman, he looked like fucking Super Shredder. That's the second one. But like I showed you a picture of him. He's head to toe in metal with a Fu Manchu mustache. He 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 looks fucking good. Yeah. Although, like, I originally felt sorry for the kid having to wait like five minutes for Ernst to do all these costume changes. But then, when the Jack breaks and the car goes flying, we see Ernest in his regular form. So then, this occurs to me: this is where this is where I got the title for the movie because Ernest is the original split. Like, he's not dressing up for the kid's benefit. We're just seeing all this shit going on in his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he is multiple personalities. Well, exactly. So he's not he, just stu- he's not just stupid. He's insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So my uh, actually my last good, other than um, just it being uh, a fun film overall, because I mean, like, I wasn't going to write down everything I enjoyed, uh, because I mean, I enjoyed most. We're not things even half an hour in, and that's like with the multiple things. I know, but I enjoyed most things in the movie. Um, and a lot of my my bads and and what the fucks are very um, like you so can going to make up for it. Well, I mean, like I feel like a lot of the stuff in this style of movie you can switch around from bad to good to what the fuck all the time. It just depends on it's it's all subjective, right? And uh, yeah, some but of it's it not going to be a half hour episode. Some of it can go in multiple um, uh, holes categories. Uh, anyway, um, the. I don't even know what the hell this means. I have written down here. Mask is made well with decent movement, even ears. So again, I'm assuming that I'm talking about the troll. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one else is wearing a mask, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like I said, the troll's great prosthetics. Oh, yeah. Like m- big articulation in the lips, mm-hmm. the cheeks, the eyes, the ears. Like everything moves. It's the Chiodo brothers. So th- they're fucking great. For the, for the budget of this movie. As well, right? Like the budget. I was very impressed. So what are your next yeah. 35 goods? Well, I guess I'll just be burning through my goods and you can comment on them as you see fit. <laughs> Scalding hot pizza and cat food seem like expensive, but somewhat decent weapons to use against children. Right? It's. I was <clears throat> so confused by that. I was like, what? Yeah, because Ernest has a pizza launcher. Like, I'm pretty sure he was just walking through a Toys R Us and just thought, just saw all these, like, Ninja Turtle defense, home defense sets. And he's just like, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. I just have to take away the Foot Clan logo and I'm good. Yeah. No one's going to sue me. Yep. But, I mean, a pizza launcher, that means that in this treehouse, you would be making pizzas and keeping them hot. Just for the purpose of fending off invaders, not feeding the kids that are in the train. And house. did you notice? I actually have this written down. Um, I'm going to, I guess, skip ahead here. Uh, but did you notice that the actor who plays Billy, the bully, Billy, Billy the bully, uh, Billy the badass bully, <laughs> he actually is smiling when they're throwing the food out of him. Like he has, a, he has a smile on his face when the food is hitting him. He's like laughing, and they're trying to edit around it. If you watch really closely, the last split second before every edit is him starting to smile and laugh. At least that's what it looked like to me. He's a kid getting hit with what I assume. Would it be cheaper to just use actual cat food than make like imitation cat food to throw at him? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. 
So what what did <laughs> the one part that got me was that <laughs> his sidekick actually laughs when he gets hit in the face with a pizza. His sidekick actually stops throwing rocks or whatever he, whatever he's throwing at the treehouse. He looks, points at his friends, and laughs as he gets hit with a slice. <laughs> so, like, he had to respect, like, man, they, they got him good because they hit him with a whole pizza. So, I'd be the, so uh, mad the, that they wasted a pizza. Oh god, I, that I was just like, this pizza looks so fucking good. Why are you gonna waste it on a bully? I got a free pizza yesterday, or on Monday, I got a free pizza. A free large pizza because the the pizza place next door to me does fifty uh, percent off large pizzas on Mondays from four to nine p.m. So we get there and we get one uh, vegan pizza and one regular cheese pizza for um, my wife's father who joins us for dinner, right? And then uh, we come back, we bring the pizzas back, and they're both vegan cheese. And He's he ate like a couple bites and he was just like, oh, no, uh-uh, no, uh, you got to call them and fix this. Uh-uh, I'm not eating this vegan cheese. It was so funny. So I had to go back and bring them the pizza. How do you milk the asparagus? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But it was uh, it was really funny because the the owner just like looked at the pizza. He was like, all right, cool. Like you want it? Like I just needed to see that they actually messed it up. You know, I was like, I guess. Yeah, sure. So we got a free pizza. So we got three <laughs> large pizzas, which are regular $25 Canadian each, which is insane. Um, but we got all three of them for uh, the price of one, basically. So for 25 bucks, right. we got three large pizzas. So you got plenty of ammunition when bullies start throwing rocks at your exactly, house. Exactly, except I ate it all already. <laughs> well, then you can throw something better at them. Like my poo? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send you a used pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the, my next good is the dog does a great scare take with his eyes and ears. Like when they close up on this dog, when the dog sees the troll. Oh, and yeah. he's actually like the dog actually got they, they got the dog to freeze, like not like freeze the film, but the dog stayed freeze, stay frozen while they flashed lightning and shit. So that just looked fucking great. This dog actually looked terrified. And when Ernest sees the troll, I'm happy. You're happy. what the fuck? Why? I'm happy if you're happy, Mike. I mean, no, I don't want that. Google. Fuck you. But I like being happy with you, Mike. And I'm happy <laughs> if you're happy, Mike. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's my Google Assistant. Yeah, that's, weird. Okay, that's so, interesting. When, uh, so Ernest, uh, when he sees the troll, he's like, "I hope you're from Keebler." <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, my next, yeah, the troll looks fucking disgusting. Uh, when he's telling the old lady that the troll's on the loose, and she wants to read, uh, I don't know, she's. She's come up with some idea to do nothing. And he's like, we're talking real danger here. Stand and deliver. Firing line. Eighth level Mario Brothers. <laughs> that had to be in the good because he could have just said like, final level of uh, Mario Brothers. I didn't catch that. But he go, oh my God. But he said eighth level Super Mario Brothers. So he got the name of the game right. And he knew that the, that the final level is the eighth level. So this was like actual knowledge, not like an idiot trying to reference something that the kids will like. 
but this is something he knows, or at least the writer That's, knew this. It's funny, too, because uh, I actually just watched the first episode of Hulu's Future Man the other day, and the gaming store that he goes to is called, what is it, World 8. Mm. Yeah, really cool. Great name for a, uh, a used game store sort of thing, like Microplay or whatever, right? It EB is. Games or whatever. My next good is the lady that's, <laughs> I don't know if this was intentional, like if they were just doing like an outdoor shot or if this was intentional, because this is a kid's movie, so it's hard to see if it was intentional, but we catch a lady in a shot day drinking. She's just walking across the street with a paper bag and taking a good old chug. That's awesome. Again, I missed that somehow. How did I miss that? You'll probably also ignore the pictures I sent. So, yes, I did actually. You're right. Well, fuck you. <laughs> I do that for your benefit so you have some degree of preparation and you decide, no. I'm going to let Mike reference something and I'm going to admit that I did not pay attention. Hey, at least I admit it. <laughs> My next good is the salesman that has all this troll specific merchandise. All right, Ernest, I'm going to sell you my troll traps, my troll spray, my troll air horn, my troll. Like, like, he just has anti-troll shit on hand. I know, right? That was so ridiculous. But those guys, those those guys are in uh, every single one of his movies pretty much, right? And they always have some sort of crazy thing going on, some scheme, some business, something to sell. It's hilarious. When you're in a when you're in a town that small, you have to cater to the you have to cater to the local crackpot that has money. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, my next one was that the monster, the uh, the little trick shot of the monster being under the bed, except he wasn't under the bed, because when uh, Betsy or Elizabeth or whatever her name is, she looks under the bed, she's not there, like the monster's not there. She gets up, and the monster is beside her in the bed. Like, yeah. how did he not rock the bed, like, getting onto it? Yeah. Like, unless she had one of those, like, mattresses that has, like, individual springs. Uh, my next is the nice cutaway to the fourth grade teacher slapping young Ernest for scratching on the chalkboard. And just looking at the camera like, he doesn't know when to quit. <laughs> uh, the troll eggs. They look fucking great, like slimy, like like Brussels sprouts emerging from the tree bark. Yeah. They look pretty cool. And when they hatch, they also look pretty awesome. The the, the uh, eggs kind of reminded me of the eggs from like Alien or something, actually. Yeah. yeah and the melted trolls, they look pretty gross and cool. Uh, when the kid addresses his multiple personalities <laughs> and he says, Ernest, you're a great bunch of guys. <laughs> That was a good line up there. Like, ah, they acknowledged it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like insider right there. And uh, another one was, I'm not sure about love being the ultimate weapon to stop the troll. But after Ernest unleashes the final weapon, which is uh, love, I would have put this in the bad. And part of it does go in the bad. But... uh, after after Ernest shows the troll a little bit of kindness, it doesn't redeem the troll in any way. Mm-hmm. It blows his fucking head off. Oh my god, that was such an insane scene. I, that I, took me I put that by in surprise. The, I put that in what the fuck myself. Because I was really I, just like, what the hell just happened? This is a kid's movie. 
yeah, like I'm gonna love you to death. This is some this is some mental shit. <laughs> and my final good was Eartha Kit at the end of the movie deadpanning the camera. And when she sees how Ernest like is so happy with the dog and she's just like Yeah. <laughs> like that just says it all. Like I look at my look at me. I'm not hot anymore. I'm not as hot as I used to be. This is the closest thing to a check I can get. <laughs> they haven't they haven't offered me the the 25th Batman Catwoman reunion special yet. Yeah, this is all this is all I'm going to get. And they weren't doing any animation yet. I didn't even get to sing. She's Eartha Kitt. She didn't even get to sing. So sad. Ah, uh, so next is the bads, and uh, we always let the guests do the bads. So rich. What about you? So my first bad <laughs> is the uh, <laughs> how terrible it would be. And this is like this happens in like a bunch of different movies. And I've never really thought about it before now. And thinking about it as an adult and not remembering thinking about it as a child hurts me even more because like as a child I would think that I would be right on this but having the town police officer as your father that's that's a bad that's a that's a bad right there well it depends if you're a shitty kid or not I well I mean he didn't seem like a shitty kid but like just like you're always gonna get teased man you've you've got the town cop as your dad you're never gonna be able to do anything with with the cool kids because they're never gonna trust you Uh, you know what i mean yeah so like i don't know i call i call that a bad i would i would call that a bad well it's like more of an existential bad less of a critical bad of the film but i guess (laughs) uh my first bad is that Ernest. uh, he really overdoes the faces and voices shit I mean, yes, he's good at that. He's, you know, he's he's got a great malleable face, great uh, voice impersonations, but man, he just hammers into it way too much. It, well, it's like I spice. Mean, like that was his shtick. Yeah, but it's though. like seasoning. You 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 dash it onto the meal. You don't screw open the cap and just. Have you ever seen any of his commercials? Yeah, but they work because the commercials are only like 40 seconds long. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. I was just, I was just, you know, wondering, you know, squirrel, I, I, don't, squirrel. I don't remember anything coming to mind, but I remember him like always leaning into the camera like, yeah, that's so, that, that was again, you know what I mean, Mer? So mm-hmm. like, I, I remember Ernest and, you know, we all loved him. But You just think he went a little too hard in this one or have you seen any of the other ones recently? I don't remember. I remember seeing a long time ago, Ernest Saves Christmas, but uh, mostly uh, I remember the commercial because that's what I saw more than the movie. And that's where the the sled is crashing into the ground and then it just stops right short. And then he just looks at the camera, air brakes. And then he gives a wink. So I think what you're going to have to do now then um, to either confirm, um, confirm this or, you know, or bust it basically is you're gonna have to uh, go into my plex library and find the other two or three or five movies or whatever have and watch one or two of them with your nephew you're not and see if he can see if he can rip himself away from the tiktok screaming for more than three seconds to watch an earnest film and see if he goes too hard on it uh on the faces and the voices and whatnot in the other films as well we had a good time uh we uh he slept over this week 
and he wanted to watch some horror movies, and I was pressed to record with Eric. What did you watch with him? We watched Friday the 13th Part 1, the first one from 1980, and okay. then we followed it up with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. But haven't you already done both of those? No, we did Killer Clowns. We reviewed Killer Clowns, but uh, I didn't watch it with him yet, and he hadn't seen oh. or heard of it, so... Oh, yeah. I decided I we wanted to put something on for him. But the first yeah, one was yeah, yeah. for me to take notes for the show. And yeah. that was uh, the original Friday the 13th. Which, and he which kept one asking, did he like more? Uh, he talked about the killer clones. Uh, he did mention a lot when he saw like some people getting killed. He's just like, that's not Jason. <laughs> and I'm like, that's really yeah, funny. you got yeah, to wait for the twist, little buddy. <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, well, anyway. I, I think you should uh, check out some of the other ones and see if uh, if he goes as hard as you say he does in this one. I do feel like he leans into it, but personally, I feel like that's part of his character. But whatever. Anyway, my next bad is, uh, I don't know if you'll get this, John Goodman Jr. in the film, who I'm going to be referencing. Do you know, do you understand who I'm talking about or do I need to say his name? I forget. You might have to because... Was it... No, was it Billy? No. The bully. The fat one? Yeah. Or the, little, or the skinny sidekick. No, the fat one. The fat yeah. one. Yeah. So to me, he looked like a little, he looked like John Goodman Jr. Johnny not Goodman. just because he, not, not just because he was fat, but also like some of the facial features. But anyway, for somehow, I don't know how he was doing it. He was both invoking go home heat for me and a little bit of latent homosexuality. I mean, being the bully, you don't. <laughs> Yeah, being a bully, he could be he could be saying like, yeah, I made him blow me because, you know, it's a power move and I'm not gay. I just did it to show him who's boss. No, but it was like some of like the way that he was like moving sometimes. And I like I felt like maybe he had a little bit of a lisp and like maybe this is me being an, an asshole to uh, to a little child who just had like a speech impediment or you know, was nervous because he's a child acting on the set of this, you know, world famous movie with this world famous star that is world famous and is like, you know, and is definitely going to age well. Yes, exactly. Right. So, uh, but that, it just kind of, it, it, it threw me off and I was like, what is going on here? And I just, I don't know. I didn't like the, uh, that representation. I think they could have gotten him, his character better or something. It just, it didn't feel right. I like, because I don't know, I don't yeah. know. It was go home heat, not not. What is go home? So it's a wrestling term of like, where's Eric or John when I fucking need them? So go home heat is basically when you don't care about the character or the story anymore. You just don't like the actor. Like for me, who's that chick from uh, Fast and the Furious? Uh, Michelle Rodriguez or something, isn't it? Yeah. The chick, you know, the chick from Dom's girlfriend. I hate her. I have go home hate with her. Anything she's in, like, I just, I don't like it. I don't care what she's doing. I don't care how she's acting. I just don't like her, and I she's don't want a, her to be in the She's just movie. not feminine enough for your taste? No, like, I don't care about that. There's some pretty, like, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, but she doesn't you know, seem masculine. She's, like, she's like feminine and strong. But you okay, just think Michelle I'd, Rodriguez looks a I'd little... Go, no, I'd go for Shayna Baszler over her, and Shayna Baszler even has some like kind of weird things going on. Anyway, 
You probably okay. don't know who that is. But go home heat is basically when you just don't care anymore and you just want it to be over and you don't like you just want it gone. Whatever has yeah, that I'm- heat with you, right? Versus real heat, which is like gets you into the story. You under like this person is supposed to make you feel this way, and they do make you feel this way. That's normal heat. Go home heat is this character is supposed to make you feel this way, and you don't feel that way. You want the character to go away because it's stupid and it annoys you. Oh well, if you've listened to the show enough, you'd realize that we already have a name for that for the uh, for the horror movie equivalent. That's evil ed energy because evil Evil ed was from energy. Evil Ed from Fright Night. Uh, we should watch that. It's not like it's not like super scary, but he's just this. Uh, he's the annoying uh, sidekick. He's kind of like the asshole that the hero hangs out with, simply because uh, this is to let you know that the hero's prospects are so low. This is the best he can get for a friend. <laughs> like, he he's always the low bar that hangs around to to let you know. Yeah, this is this is why you're supposed to feel like this guy's a loser. Yeah. Because this is as good as a friend as he can get. <laughs> so, so bad. he, he, oh man, this was, he's so fucking annoying. He's like, kind of like the guy who thinks he's like the practical joker or the comedian of the group, but he's not. And when he eventually gets killed, you just think, oh sweet, we're finally done with that prick. But because it's a vampire movie, he comes back as a vampire. And we're like, oh great, now he's back and he's unkillable. Motherfucker. But he does die as a vampire, excruciatingly fucking awesome. So wow. it's there you go. It's good. So, so what's your next bad? Next, yeah, getting on to my second bad. Uh, the girl being chased at the beginning of the movie. Clearly, uh, she looks and kind of like laugh. She's laughing through her screams. Mm-hmm. She's like, ah, ah. it's fucking terrible. She doesn't act like she's being chased by someone in a wolf costume she acts like she's being chased by a dude holding a claw on a stick <laughs> because when she's when she screams she's like ah, ah. that's so funny so that was definitely <laughs> yep. a fucking terrible bad right there oh yeah for sure uh so my next bad um i'm gonna just say this one out loud but i'm actually going to skip it because i don't remember what the fuck i was thinking when i wrote it down because i didn't write myself enough detail (laughs) oh that's what that's why you got to write notes like me details yeah exactly just in case Um, i put white botswanian lumberjack doesn't hold up in 2020 oh right yeah or one of Ernest's impressions one of his many personas Yes, that was it. Yes, uh, it did not hold up for me. Now I remember. It I was, think the uh, one you're describing like, is the one you're describing is the one that I called like the the colonizer, where he would be like the one that's like, "Oh, hello, I'm Doctor Livingstone. I'm just going through the the balmy old black continent. We are going to domesticate some savages." <laughs> country. Could have been. I don't remember specifically. I just remember it be. Although I would assume it would have been a lumberjack, since I put lumberjack. But anyway, whatever. Uh, some we have of his to watch impressions. This movie again, so we can just pause on that persona, and you can be like, "That's some the of, one," and I'll be like, "Oh, some of I don't his know what the personas do not hold up." Uh, and whichever <laughs> one I labeled as white Botswanian lumberjack clearly did not hold up for me. What's your next bat? Your note didn't hold up, and that was from three days ago. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> 
Oh, you just man. wait. I'm sure. I'm sure there's other bad ones in here. You just wait. I hey, man, read over the even the there. even the best comedians' material doesn't age well. You look at Robin Williams. Like every time he does like his black preacher impersonation, and you're just like, oh no, no, no. Like other mm-hmm. people are doing blackface. You're doing black voice. It's still not right. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. just go back to being an Irish. Just go back to being the old Irish preacher, okay? Just, <laughs> just go back to to that stuff, please. Uh, my next bet, my uh, uh, my next note was Third. that store clerk was annoying, worst shemping ever. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about the uh, the the brothers? No, the store oh. clerk that sees the troll behind Ernest. Oh, yeah, 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 And yeah. he is like the absolute... Yep, yep. That was pretty terrible. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, and- thank, thank you for that wonderful impression, by the way. I would just like to uh, let the viewers know that, uh, or that the listeners, I'm, I'm sorry, the listeners know that uh, they're missing out on quite the v- view. Is that a two liter bottle? Jesus. Yes. Yeah, thanks for pulling back the curtain, you asshole. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, it's not going back. Do you need me Why to, even bother with a glass? To, do you need me to bring you over some, uh, <laughs> some insulin? It's diet. I'm fine. I look after oh, myself. Yeah. Yeah. That'll definitely save you. <laughs> okay. It's anyway. also it's also diet ginger ale, so it's got ginger and no sugar. It's practically <laughs> the closest thing you can get to a health drink. <laughs> oh my god, you're so funny. Okay. This is gonna get me this is probably gonna get me some heat, assuming anybody ever hears this. Is to me, I, I was getting some weird vibes off of Ernest P. Worrell in a few scenes, and I began to think to myself, was Ernest P. Worrell the white, in, a, in character, like in-universe, um, was he the white, unsuccessful Michael Jackson? Where, like, he's, like, kind of, like, you know, and, like, and then he, like, yeah, has all the oh, yeah. like he you know hanging and around the, the kids. kids and then you know and like you know like you just his uncomfortable know, relationship like, you know. with an animal yeah the weird animal sidekick yeah like you know like I don't <laughs> want to say it but like you know like I kind of got like maybe some some vibes there like I don't know I just like I know I'm gonna probably get some heat for that but like maybe <laughs> so oh many God. directions I can get heat from on that too. Michael Jackson lovers, Ernest P. Worrell lovers, children lovers, <laughs> animal lovers. Those fucking vegans oh. are going to come after me now, fucking PETA. Oh, yeah. You know, other people should be going after Ernest because my next bad is Ernest kidnapped and nearly murdered the mayor's sons in a garbage truck. And by nearly crushing them in the fucking in the crusher of the garbage truck and he only gets fired instead of locked up. I, I mean, at this point, each, they should have pressed charges. That would have oh, been yeah. justified. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
I was just, I'm literally like trying to look through my notes, skim through them real quick and just be like, did I have that somewhere? Did I have that? Because like, I remember that scene and just being like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. For those who were spared the movie, he sets up a, basically a Wile E. Coyote level trap in a dumpster where it's basically like free troll food inside. And (laughs) it's literally a box being held up by a stick. (laughs) <laughs> the lid is being held up by a stick and he ra- like the troll like something goes in the in the uh the, the thing he's it starts rattling around and instead of just opening the fucking thing with a flashlight before showing anybody he's just like something fell into my trap rimshot we're gonna be rich we got that fucking troll we we nailed that cocksucker right there mm-hmm. instead of just opening up the lid and being like Oh, wow. That's a good thing I opened this lid and saved myself tons of embarrassment and litigation. Because he 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 loads it into the dumpster and then he goes to the police station and he just says, yeah. I got the troll in here. Do you want me to do you want me to just crush it right now? Or would you like to like, open it yeah, up and see if it? They'd first? been like, yes. Right? Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. Then it really would have turned into a horror movie. Oh Good my god, you, you would just see blood coming out of that coming out of the sides of the crusher. And okay. then he then it then that's that's the sequel. That's how you get Ernest goes to jail because he well, that's, yeah. that's what he's in jail for. Yeah, exactly, right? You can see how they all fit together. And then when he gets executed, then it's Ernest goes to hell. So my next bad, and this is almost like this is kind of like a um what's it called? Like almost like a trope. The white girl who tells the uh, myth story at the beginning of the movie basically has no idea what uh, the crazy lady is talking about eventually, right? And that really kind of ticks me off because, like, she's the one telling the myth in the beginning, but then... Yeah, she should have done her research. What? Yeah, she did her research. I mean, she even talked about how the Worrells get progressively stupider, which explains Ernest. And then so Eartha Kitt or whatever the fuck her name, the Catwoman uh, comes like later and she's like talking about the myth and everything. And the little white girl's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about at all. What? And I'm like, bitch, you researched it. You were the one that told us as the viewer the original story. Yeah. you. Probably, How do you not know what the fuck you is going on? Your, you must have got your information from the old lady in the first place. When you yeah, did your research something. for the project. Yeah exactly so that really really ticked me off because like yeah like as the viewer like she told the she was the she was the narrator almost at the beginning of it right not even almost she was 100 percent the narrator and then later in the movie she doesn't know what the fuck is going on with the myth that she fucking told us the viewer like oh that is such a tick off what's your next bad that's a good one uh one is okay i'm gonna need to remember the context of this one uh, you don't notice anything hitting the door. They're stupid, but then there's total lack of sensory input. Oh, right. Now I remember. When Ernest is, uh, he goes to the tree and he opens up the door while the troll's trying to kill him. And he doesn't even know that the troll is, like, there. Because he opens up the, the door to get in the van and the troll hits it. And I'm just like, okay, even if you were deaf... And you did not hear this thing bang the door. You are holding the door at this point. You would feel through vibration. This door struck something and it was like swung open as much as it could be. It did not swing open more and hit a rock. Something hit the door. At that point, you should feel it in your hand and be like, 
some something just ran into the door. Yeah, well, exactly. They're stupid, and then there's total shutdown of your nervous system. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. That's ridiculous. Okay, my next bad is uh, I already actually mentioned it before, but I will mention it again. Was uh, Billy the bully? I believe that's his name, Billy the bully, um, smiling while getting hit with uh, all the food. So while he's supposed to be, I guess, repulsed by getting hit by the cat food and cold pizza, I'm assuming, because if they're flinging hot pizza at a child, that's just kind of like fucked up. Um, but yeah, he's supposed I to imagine be, it's I guess, the only it's the only way to repel them. It's the closest thing you've got to boiling oil. Hot pizza? Yeah. But wouldn't they just be like, ah, it hurts, but oh, it's so delicious. <laughs> I guess it cools off as it gets thrown. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Read that. Yeah, see, there you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, that really that really bothered me. Your next bad. Uh, what the hell is this troll's power set? Because when yeah, the troll fights... all over the place. Er- the troll fights Ernest. At one, like, he gets repelled by a fucking door. So you just think, oh, he's kind of weak. Like, he's about as weak as he looks because he looks pretty small. But then Ernest runs him over with a fucking car, and he just gets up. And then I think, like, he holds on to the the car or a lasso gets tied to him. He holds on to a rope, and he's pulling a car going full a truck. So these things are built for power. And he's pulling the truck back with a rope that should either snap or, at the very most, pull him up and have him sailing. Like, he should be this truck's kite. And also when he's fighting Ernest, doesn't he also uh, have varying powers uh, like shooting a lightning or some shit? Lightning? He also- well, I feel like he, at one point he was like, but I think that was when he was like powering up or something, wasn't it? No, this was like during the fight, not the final fight, not not before Super Shredder moment. Because mm. that that I mean, like yeah, he's activating his power, uh, pursuing a dark covenant, whatever. But when he's just fighting Ernest for the first time on the truck, he is demonstrating different powers mm. all over the place, as well as incredible durability. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I mean, like if a bunch of pilgrims could throw a net on this guy, and that's enough to bury him in a burlap sack and contain him. What the fuck is this guy's power? Like they're all they're all over the place. His power set is undefined and inconsistent. Well, part of the problem, or part part of the solution to uh, why the uh, the pilgrims were able to do something could have been um, they were throwing a holy net over him. Oh, holy net! <laughs> uh, so my next bad is. Uh, the cop who leaves, uh, who's at home with his family, but for some reason is still in his uniform and badge and gun on him. <laughs> but he's That's at home he's having dinner. Like he's, yeah, well, I guess. I don't know. Like, isn't <laughs> so there you'd an remember off-duty? it's the cop. <laughs> so ridiculous. Hey, every cop is like Inspector Gadget. They're always on duty. I mean, like, I guess, right? Like, they kind of have to be at that point. Because, like, I don't know. He seemed to be the only police officer in town, which seems kind of <laughs> messed up. That, though, um, yeah, he, if, they had two, if they had two officers, at least he could be off duty half the time. Yeah, well, but no, exactly. 
no one wants to be the police officer in a town with Ernest in it. Because they just know half the calls are just going to be about what what's he fucking up to this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, exactly. And er- did, wasn't ran he? Off, uh, Ernest ran off with my kid in his dumpster. Ernest fucking. Yeah, but like Ernest was like good friends with him too, right? Like it's hilarious. Was he, or did he just have like a like a like a, like an I tolerate him relationship? It's like he that tolerates is, Ernest. Yeah, that is very possible. <laughs> That is fair. What's your next bad? Uh, my next bad is the trolls are born with clothes and weapons. That's like a good point. I like didn't they know hatch think from seeds coming out of the grounds, and they have like even if it was like rags and shit or like tree, like you'd have like tree leaves and bark and shit. That would be fine, like clothes from nature, which from which they're born. But no, mm-hmm. they have like leather jackets, studded, spiky shoulder pads. Uh, they have like axes and blades and shit, and I'm like, these are like fucking Urukai from the uh, so from Lord funny. of the Rings. This is this is this, this is bullshit. You're hilarious. Isn't that what the names of the orc warriors yeah. were? No, it it is. Okay. That's just that's a great Sorry reference. About it. <laughs> so yeah, he doesn't like supply. I would imagine, like, the troll would be stealing shit around town. Then when he gives birth to his children, he starts handing that out. That would just make fucking sense. Like, here, here's some slingshots, mops, broken mop, broken mop handles for spears. Fine, but yeah. no, they are born with full-on weapons. Which is, like, I don't know. It's kind of the same thing as, like, you know, what happens to people's clothing when they, you know, transform or morph or anamorph, as it were. You know, or what happens to weapons or, you know, all that sort of, like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Also, Miak. So stupid. Is that a thing? Does that exist? I know. Is that like some some Czechoslovakian food? I did not look it up. I should have, but I did not. Uh, My next bad, however, and my last bad, actually, I'm sure you've probably got 25 more. Uh, My last bad is... So when they're going to get the real miak, being milk, uh, from the corner store, um, they're running. Fuck, it's real. Their, oh, okay. What is it? Dude, listen. Miak, a rare, slightly antiquated beverage generally produced in Bulgaria. Oh, which may or may not be fictional. Its mainstream appearance was in Ernest Scared Stupid. Mother. Ah, never tr- never they trust Urban Dictionary. You. You got trolled. That's so funny. Okay, so anyway, when uh, when the kids are going through the Seven Eleven, Mike, I can see you. You're on Continue. camera. I know you're not paying attention to me. Yeah, it's because I'm looking up Miak. Because it's not real. You didn't, though. so I have to. No, you don't. That says just because Miak doesn't exist in real life doesn't mean we can't make an educated guess as to what it is in the earnest verse. Yes, with eight movies, there yes with eight movies, there is an earnest verse, and it says that they have a uh, they've they've determined that it is a Bulgarian style flavored yogurt sauce that is commonly eaten in the spring and served with a thin pancake, which means so it should have worked. Huh. Yeah, I guess. Eh. Anyway, uh, my next bad, as I've you know started to say like four times now. You ready? Are you going to... Are we done? <laughs> Do I get to go? 
I'm going to regret turning on this camera. You should just fucking, you should have been on this right now so I could fake paying attention. And then really pay attention when I listen to this later on. Uh, Kids, uh, when they're going through the 7-Eleven and they're getting all of the milk and they're like, you know, they do that arm thing where you stick your arm out into the, um, like onto the shelf. scoop everything into the cart. Yeah. And it just magically scoops everything. So not only did he do that, but they're coming at a stationary camera at one point, right? That is like halfway or almost all the way down the aisle, like three quarters of the way. Then once they pass it, the camera turns around and basically just sees them not even doing anything anymore and exiting, right? Like they're yeah, done they're at that paying. point once they pass the camera, they're right? Stealing. But but the rear basket of his bike is completely full. How would he be able to fill that if he's filling up the front basket and he only has about three to five seconds where he's putting his arm out, going up and then just leaving the store? So that was really bad editing and or direction right there. Slash prop making. Absolutely. Like that. And I was just like, that makes no sense. <laughs> My final bad is when all the kids are brought back to a human state after being wood carvings, mm-hmm. they were still in a tree. Even the uh, even old lady Hackmore, she she took like her family who was like petrified by the uh, yep. by the troll long ago yep. and stuffed them in the tree. When the curse was broken, they would have returned to normal size, crammed in that tree, and they would have just come out together in a paste. Yes and no. So I do agree that the specific place within said tree that they were located at the time of being wood was... And will be henceforth known as cramped. However, there was a secondary <laughs> yeah. dwelling unit underneath the treehouse where the tree was because said troll does go inside multiple times to pray to his babies and get extra superpowers. So there is a cavern within that is large enough to hold him at least and he is approximately the size of a child. So too bad the too bad the dolls in, weren't put in that spot. But therein, maybe when they're coming back to life, they like jiggle around or something, and where they are, there's some sort of they like fall a, out. Yeah, they're like they fall down some sort of like a funnel uh per se or something, uh, maybe down some sort of funhouse slide, uh, and then by the time they get down to the bottom, they're they're human again. And they've had a fun ride. Just saying, uh. it's possible. <laughs> I liked actually ads? the uh, uh, no, but I do want to comment real quick on um, the, and I think we actually mentioned it before too. But you were talking about the kids, and it just I, I forgot to mention it. But the uh, the look of the eggs was brilliant. The prop making skills. Very I just, good. I want to say that again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They I just look like need pulsating Brussels sprouts. Yeah, oh, Brussels cool. sprouts look so gross. Maybe that's why I didn't like Brussels sprouts. Makes so much sense. <laughs> I don't want to eat troll eggs, Mom. <laughs> um. Okay, so my first what the fuck is, <laughs> and I loved this. It, it made me just scream. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Um. One of the kids yells out, it's not bull. I read it in a book. And I wrote down, that's the old school way of, of saying, I read it on the internet. 
because if it's written <laughs> in a book, it has to be true. Because they, they don't put lies yeah. in books. You well, know, just like there's no lies how, on the internet. Just that's how we know Spider-Man is real because exactly. he's in a book. Exactly. So I just I thought that was hilarious and, and pretty fucked up. So what's your first one? Yeah. My first what the fuck and my only what the fuck, because the rest of the movie, given its perspective, its context, I only had one. But it seems like you've oh, got more okay. based on your face, which I welcome. <laughs> Yeah, just a couple. I'm, I'm not judging you on not keeping up with me in this regard. That's fine. But my what the fuck is that the troll was buried in a hole in the ground and covered in dirt. And yet when we see him later on as he's getting woken up, he is in a wide open underground cavern. So what the fuck? How did that happen? Mm. They buried him. Yeah. And it wasn't like they threw him into the Grand Canyon. He, he's like in a small, basically like a grave because mm -hmm. everyone's standing around him. He's like fucking around in the sack. like, rah, 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 rah. And he's like, I'll curse you and your family war all. And then they throw dirt on him and it's done. So he is like encased in dirt. Yeah. And yet here it is just, it is unforgivable. Mm -hmm. It is just a fucking massive hole. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I never even thought of that. That was really stupid. All right, well, I guess it's just the Richard show from here on out. So join me, <laughs> listener, as we go down the, uh, the, the what the fuck brick road <laughs> of Richard's brain. <laughs> um, so I want, and I mentioned this actually to um, our little uh, group chat of uh, graveyard shifters. Um, the uh, I was wondering if Rimshot was also moonlighting as as um, Wishbone. I thought he would have been uh, moonlighting as uh, fuck was his name Eddie from. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Fraser. Yep. Oh, I'm fucking up the name then. Milo from The Mask. Oh yeah, 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 or The Mask too. Fuck, he was not in that movie, was he? I'm. Probably not. I mean, well, technically, the dog is like all CGI in that movie because it's it's him and the kid that get it from like some other guy that's not the same guy or something. I don't know. It's Jamie Kennedy, so you you know how good the movie is. Clearly. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty fucked up when uh, Cat Lady tried to light Ernest on fire with a flamethrower. <laughs> I thought that was pretty dramatic for a ch children's film. She just outright just tried to light him on fucking fire. <laughs> well, you know, I I mean, knowing the curse could only be undone by a whirl. Mm. You think she would have taken it upon herself to end his line? Yeah, that's true. Anyway, I thought it was messed up. Uh, the, the fact that Ernest can make a working or uh, mostly... Uh, sorry, Ernest can't make a working garbage can cleaner, but does make completely working dog food and pizza weapons that don't break. <laughs> so he made all of those things. He made actual weapons, but he can't make something that cleans something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it just seemed a little, I don't know. Also, you'll like this one, Mike. <laughs> so Ernest P. Worrell is the great redneck hope. <laughs> Isn't that Trump? No, the Great White Hope. 
would be is oh. from. Uh, wow, just saying, could have been uh, the brothers recording uh, commercials. Um, I don't understand my own notes sometimes. I tell you, those brothers, there's so many moments in every movie with those guys because it's always the same two brothers, right? Like, that's the the great thing. And they finally, like, isn't that Vern, right? The skinny one? That's Vern, isn't it? No, because Vern is like us because he's always looking at the camera and he's like, know what I mean, Vern? Yeah, I know that's, no, I know that's the shtick of the commercials, but didn't they give, I thought that was Vern eventually. No, there is no Vern in, uh, in the movies. I'm oh. like, I'm like 98% sure there is no Vern de- uh, depicted because we, as the viewer, are and always will be Vern. Yeah, it's true. Wow. Back to the Michael Jackson bit. Don't you remember when the troll was sitting in the little girl's bed trying to snuggle with her? Wasn't that fucking <laughs> creepy? Oh, like, man. That was... That was just so, so creepy and almost as fucked up as the guy. So when when all of the citizens are arguing about their uh, their children missing and, you know, Ernest, you know, gone to like take care of a troll. One guy is sitting in the back yelling, my garbage hasn't been picked up in two weeks. And I was thinking to myself numerous things at the time. One, um, why aren't you more concerned about children? Two, um, if your garbage hasn't been picked up in two weeks, then there's an issue because like your garbage doesn't get picked up every couple of days. And this has only been like a day or two that this is happening. You know what I mean? Like it just, everything he said made no sense because the time frame of this movie is all within like Halloween. Right. So it's only like a day or two. And this guy's like, my garbage hasn't been picked up in two weeks. It just didn't seem to make any sense at the time to me, but anyway. uh, then again, Ernest is like the reason it's like pickup is late is because Ernest is probably spending like half that week trying to get out of a dumpster that he locked himself in, or making more really bad um, inventions. I guess <laughs> I don't know the fact that his uh, garbage truck, by the way, that he's customized it. I loved that. I did put it under what the fuck just because it was hilarious and it looked like he had a string of dead skull lights or something for a minute in his truck cab. But I think it ended up being something else. I can't remember what it was, but it looked that's what it looked like. But he's he's like customized the inside of his little uh, like cab or whatever. It's hilarious. Like he's got his own little his own little spot. Right. Right. And uh, as a callback, because I didn't know what the Great White Hope was, it was a. uh it was referring to the string of white boxers who were uh, supposed to who were supposed to end the reign of terror of Jack Johnson, who was a very successful, like one of the first heavyweight black boxers, who did not hide the fact that he dated white women. So people kept like the white people, the white people needed the great white hope to end yeah. his reign because you know those white people. You know, it's, you know, all, if, if white if white women realize they can date other people than white men, then it's game over for white men in the 1910s. Otherwise, we would have to start treating them women with respect and shit. Yeah, exactly. Eh? <laughs> uh, so one of my other uh, one of my other what the fucks is uh, 
And I think that you, you'll kind of like this because, and you told me that they're actually directly from the Killer Clowns, but I actually wrote down that some of the other trolls, like the baby trolls or whatever, his kids, they look like garbage pale kid rejects. <laughs> Two of them were directly repurposed masks from yeah. Killer Clowns. Yeah, the exactly. The rest were wholly original. And yes, they, they including Trantor himself, look like garbage pale kids. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I've only got a couple more here. One thing that kind of bothered me was the fact that the troll ate uh, the bullets and then got hit with the back, the bat to shoot them back out again, but they were shot out at the speed of a bullet. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's... Like, it, it, I, they were, he was barely getting hit on the back of the head, but he was just like, they were going through glass and stuff like that. And was this like, was what? written by somebody who just thought hey i saw this in the three stooges let's just put also, that in also it's for kids right so like i that. said someone saw three stooges and thought the kids will love this because the However, kids love the three stooges who even by the 80s are still all dead but here's something that i didn't necessarily love as a kid and that was my final what the fuck which is the head explosion at the end the final scene or final scene with the enemy at the, the final fight as, as I guess you could call it uh, when he is defeated by Ernest's love and literally explodes just everywhere. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> that is a what the fuck for sure. But yeah. uh, that's your final one. Yeah. Well then let's transition to my kill of the week. Which is, I'm going to say the fucking head exploding because it just took us completely by surprise. We just thought Trantor oh, yeah. was going to get beaten by like super milk or, you know, Ernest is going to hit him like, oh, regular milk isn't going to do. How about like a nice Nestle quick or something? You know, get some product placement in there. Yep. And, but no, he gives him a big kiss and his face is all covered with that, sl with that, oh, oh that 80s it's slime. So gross. Oh, straight so out gross. of the straight out of Blobton, and yeah. th that, and we're just like, oh, so now we're just gonna live with the troll, and he's just gonna be like a happy little friend. No, turns out love is more effective than milk because this guy's head fucking gets boom. He gets full on scanners. Oh, it's crazy, yeah. It's and, and it's funny mental. too because. It's funny though because like when they when they're shooting all of the other people with milk, they all just seem to be like whoa, and they just kind of like disappear they into like a whirl of yeah. They just they kind of fade out, right? They but yet he, out. but he completely explodes. It was it was just so weird, so weird. I would have to say though, a close second to your kill of the week has to be the almost kill of those two children in the garbage truck. Well, the only kills that really happened would be any of the trolls that got milked on. And and they all kind of look the same. They they yeah. get some milk splashed on them and then they they <laughs> they fade out. And well, and that's the, the it. graphics so the, too. It's like literally like hand drawings that they're putting over the frames of the film or something, right? Like it yeah, looks so cheap. Terrible. They're all cheap yeah. and they're all bad. So the only real kill of any note is the fact that the main that the main villain's head fucking shredder. explodes. Super shredder. Super troll. Yeah. 
Oh my God. So we're going to end this with my rating and I'm going to give this two jars of Miak out of five. Uh, well, I'm going to give so it, much- I was going to say, I'm going to give it three squirts of a super soaker out of five filled with milk. Three, three, you know, because that's how they killed the chores. You get it. three pump action, you single barrel yogurt rifles. Oh, that's of- all it takes. Three single action <laughs> pumps, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this had it had lots of hammy overacting that ruined what could have been a decent kids horror. There are some good kids horror movies out there. This, uh, you know, the props were great and most of the kids could act. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, it had like decent ingredients to be a three or a four, but they just didn't. Like Monster Squad. If you ever saw Monster Squad, that movie, do. You should. It's fucking great. Yes, I just heard it from a- Eric that it's, uh, oh, what did he call it? He said it's the little rascals meets uh basically the universal creatures yes that's exactly what he said meets the universal creatures little rascals meets the universal creature versus the little uh the universal creatures i mean if any show ever got if any movie ever got remade or given a netflix series i would definitely go for the monster squad as a series yeah oh for sure because, like, the idea of, like, Dracula in his castle sending a new monster every week after the kids would be fucking great. And then at the end of the season, they have a confrontation with them, and then they all get sucked into another world, and then they all have to get out, and then that's the you second pitch season. pitch it to Netflix. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so, man. So, Rich, can people find you, or do you, like, did you stop doing all your podcasts on purpose? Because you don't want to be found. Yeah, pretty much. You're no, a dad you can, now, so you don't want to be found. Yeah, you can find me here occasionally. You can find me on uh, the Pop Culture Pub uh, podcast as well, oca- uh, occasionally over there. Um, I did some uh, some graphic artwork for um, the House Show, which is on the Retro Network uh, for their season one. Um, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, you can find me on the Clusterfuck if you're a Patreon member at uh, graveyard shift slash patreon or something whatever mike is going to say in a minute patreon.com uh, slash graveyard yeah there you go uh you can uh, find me there with a bunch of the other uh, shifters as we uh you know fucked the cluster <laughs> uh yes forget themes forget direction forget consistency it's just chaos. that's not true we had themes for the second one kind of yeah well we tried Anyway, some so where tried. can we find you on the internet, some, some Mike? Some tried and some delighted in the absolute chaos. <laughs> oh, where can you find me? Just doing the graveyard shift. And uh, nothing else at the moment, but in uh, in a couple of weeks, we will be looking forward to the Chris Massacre. We'll be ending the week. We'll be ending the uh, the year out on a good note. We're going to get some, uh, going to try to get some guests on that. Get some delightful holiday horror. What do you have down the pipeline? Any hints? Any hints for the listeners of what they can expect? I would if I had any definite guests and movies 
at this time. <laughs> I would if I had any definite guests or movies or listeners. <laughs> hey, look, both of our listeners are cool. All right, so fuck you. <laughs> okay, so until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Richard. And thank you for joining us on The Graveyard Shift. Burn. The Graveyard Shift is a Strange Biscuits production. Visit our website at strangebiscuits.com slash graveyardshift to hear all of our previous episodes. Subscribe to us, rate, and review us on CastBox, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't forget to check out our Instagram at The Graveyard Shift Pod, as well as our Facebook at The Graveyard Shift Pod. Our Twitter is GS underscore Horror Pod. And if you wish to support the show financially, visit us at patreon.com slash graveyard. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show and get bonus content. The theme for The Graveyard Shift is As Brutal As It Ever Was by Technoaxe. Visit their website at technoaxe.com and their YouTube channel for more royalty-free music. Thank you for listening, and as always, stay spooky. <laughs> yeah.